After the death of her husband, a widow decided to build a mansion. Using her vast wealth, she built it for herself and her visitors. She kept building room after room, stairways leading nowhere, doors opening to nothing, a horizontal elevator. Oh, and her visitors? They were ghosts. In tonight's episode, we're talking about the Winchester House. Good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to A Come Before Dawn. I am your host, Lawrence. And I am your co-host, Ray. And in this night's episode, we'll be talking about the Winchester Mystery House. The Winchester Mystery House. Mystery. It really sounds very pleasant. Yes, to it say. sounds very mysterious. <laughs> so, Ray, how are you? I'm good, yes. Um, like I told you already, I had uh, quite some nightmares this week. Yeah, you had a rough week. <laughs> you had a rough week. But I'm good now. I finished my research on uh, the Winchester House, so we're good to go. It was very interesting. The it topic was. was very interesting. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I kind of fell into a a rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> because I'll be, yeah, of course, we'll be talking about the Winchester Mystery House, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the Winchester Mystery House obviously has a lot to do with the Winchester Rifles mm-hmm. and I sort of fell into a whole rabbit hole with pre-modern firearms and oh. <laughs> muskets and flintlock rifles mm-hmm. and obviously flint Winchesters then. Yeah. So I'll be talking about that in a bit, but it's a very interesting That's topic. That's uh, up to you because I don't know much about weapons. Well, maybe that's for the best. <laughs> Because, oh. I, I mean, no, I don't, I don't mean it like that. I mean, maybe it's better f- if I explain everything about the rifles, if I'll explain it to someone who has no idea what I'm talking about. I think you'll find it oh. very interesting then. Yes, that, uh, that might be. Indeed. Okay. And you're also talking about Sarah Winchester herself, Yeah, right? I'll be talking about yes. the women. The women. The women. The woman herself. The yes. women. The women. There I'll were be, multiple Sarahs. No, no. <laughs> I'll be talking about the woman herself. Yes. And then obviously you'll take the part of the, the, the house I'll itself. be taking the part of the house, details of the house, and some of the hauntings yeah. in the house. I already have a feeling that it'll be a Ray heavily featured episode. A Ray heavily featured episode? Like two weeks ago, yeah. previous episode. Uh, once I started talking about the different vampires, mm-hmm. um, that took quite a long time. And when I was editing, I had a feeling like, crap, I'm talking so much, and so long. I should have maybe not elaborated that much because oh. I felt that I overshadowed you a bit. Oh no, I didn't mind at all. Oh, I, you didn't mind it? No, I thought I told a great story of, well, sorry, a true story of oh, yeah, yeah, Mercy your, Brown yeah. and Sarah, uh, Sarah uh, Tillinghouse, so... Yeah, no. your stories were great, but I no, had a I feeling that... No, I thought it was a perfect combination. Oh, okay. Well, so. maybe tonight will be the same then. Maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe I am taking the spotlight tonight. <laughs> it wouldn't be that bad. I think a lot of people would enjoy that. No clue. <laughs> Alright, should we begin then? Yes. So, Ray, you know me. Context is everything to me especially mm-hmm. in such a vast historical story like this one. Mm-hmm. So, imagine this. The year is 1865. It's the battle at Alatuna Pass. It's a battle in the American Civil War. Okay. You know when the North and the South fought each other? Okay, 
Yeah. It's the first thing you heard? No, not the first no. thing, but I am not you familiar have no, with yeah. the history. You're not familiar <laughs> with the war. So, an entire Confederate battalion, which consists of roughly 400 to 800 men, the number is it's quite large, 400 to yeah. 800. Um, it's because an, a battalion was made out of four to eight companies and there were a hundred men in a single company okay oh yeah so i didn't find any specifics i didn't really look that deeply into it but the numbers i found was that it was an entire battalion um which is a little bit smaller than the regiment regiment is a thousand men so battalion is a little bit smaller could be between 400 and 800 men so an entire Confederate battalion, they were crushed by one company of the 7th Illinois Union Army, mm-hmm. um, Union Regiment. That company was made up of 52 men. Oh. So 52 men fought 400 to 800 men, wow. and they won. Oh, they won? They won. Wow. In Montana? Yeah. In Montana, two prospectors protected themselves against 40 Blackfoot people, so we're a Native American tribe. These feats, they were extraordinary at the time, and it could only be done with the Winchester rifle. So before and during the American Civil War, soldiers and frontiersmen used muskets. You know what a musket is? No. <laughs> no. So a musket is a long rifle. Oh, okay. A single shot long rifle. Single shot? Single shot. So you fired the rifle. Yeah. And then you had to reload. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. And the reload in itself took about 15 seconds. Because there was a whole procedure oh. stuck to it. Okay. So muskets and their predecessor, the flintlock, the flintlock rifle, which took even longer. Um, what's the thing that need to happen? Like, I'll, I'll use a musket as an example because a musket is really easy. Quotation marks. Soldiers had a pouch with them, the ammunition pouch, mm-hmm. and it was filled with um, like small paper sacks. And that sacks, it's like just a, like a paper, yeah cartridge you could call it a cartridge but it's just like yeah a paper baggie and that had a gunpowder in it yeah plus a musket ball okay so the not the bullets that we use today the the spirit no the you know the the bullets bullets, no okay like just a ball okay yeah a ball so you took the paper in your mouth and you throw it off you took a bit of gunpowder and you poured it into the pan which is where the hammer strikes okay and then you close the pan put the rifle upright dumped the rest of the powder and the musket ball into the barrel dumped the rest of the paper with it as well because it stopped the gunpowder from falling out you took the ramming rod which is a uh, under the barrel there's a a long metal ramming rod and then you mm-hmm. ram that into the barrel 
Jesus. a couple of times, took it out, put it back, took aim, fired, and then the whole process repeated again. Oh, so wow, okay. it took quite a long time to reload. Yeah. And you exactly. had to do it one after the other. Oh my god, that's not no. ideal. And what mostly happened in the Civil War is, like, let's say a company of 100 men, they wanted to fire on a different company of other men. They all lined up. So 100 men stood in a line, took aim, shot, and then all yeah. reloaded. Whilst the enemy did the same. Oh, okay. Oh, while well, the enemy did. Oh, I thought yeah. you were gonna say something else. I thought like a hundred men would line up. Yeah. And when they reload, the next hundred men. That's also a tactic that oh, was used. Oh, okay. Because that's like yeah. smart. That's if you have more than. If, I mean, well, probably in a company that would happen as well, but I didn't look into the strategies that much. The rabbit hole didn't go down that far. Okay. <laughs> well. But it was something that I was thinking uh -huh. about. So a musket took 15 seconds to reload. A flintlock rifle, was its predecessor, apparently took even longer. I hear that it took about two minutes to reload. Oh my god. So two minutes is really... That's... Like in 15 seconds, seconds you can already be... Yeah. Shot. That's two a minutes deadly is... amount of time. Uh, problematic. Yeah, <laughs> that it is. But a competent musketeer could reload about five times a minute. So 15 seconds. If you're competent enough and you're you're capable of yeah. reloading faster. Okay. So when Oliver Winchester and his company, the New Haven Arms, created the Henry rifle, that was revolutionary. Hmm. So the Henry rifle was the predecessor to the Winchester rifle. Henry rifle was capable of storing 15, I believe it was 15 cartridges. So 15, yeah, what we would call bullets at yeah. that time were called cartridges. So oh, okay, okay. it was capable of storing 15 um, bullets. Before having to reload. Before having to reload. Oh wow, that's a huge. That's a huge difference. Difference indeed, wow. So the company of the 7th Illinois the 52 men thought of the battalion of the confederate army they were all equipped with henry rifles okay yeah that, yeah. that makes sense then <laughs> oh, of course wow it was also a gun that was that had its flaws um yeah. all of the ammunition was stored under the barrel so you had the barrel where the bullet came out mm -hmm. then you had to, a different barrel under it where you store the ammo Every time you pulled the trigger, you had to then pull a lever under it, mm -hmm. which made these type of weapons a lever action rifle. <laughs> the Winchester is a lever operated rifle. The Henry rifle was that as well. Mm -hmm. Not in the same degree as the Winchester. It looked very different. I, I, I would have no clue. No, <laughs> but it had a lot of flaws. The 15 bullets in it, every time you fired, you pull the lever, a new bullet would oh, be okay, ready, yeah. shot, reload, shot, reload, well, until all the cartridges were empty. Still easier than... Yeah, but you had to yeah. twist the underbarrel, then put in 15 new bullets, twist it back. It was very exposed, 
I mean, oh. it was a half half barrel. You could see the ammo in it, which made it possible for dirt and grime and soot oh. to get in the rifle. The rifle would jam. It's it was a very flawed rifle, but it was revolutionary at the time. Well, of course, if things get invented like the first the prototypes that they they're yeah. always flawed. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Winchester rifle fixed a lot of that. Mm -hmm. You had to. Um, reload it wasn't in a barrel um, it was still stored in a barrel but the barrel was completely sealed off oh. um, you had to reload in a different in a side panel of the gun which mm. was way easier the side panel was also capable of being removed so it was easier for cleaning oh. uh, the lever itself was of a higher quality metal uh, the Henry rifle was made out of brass it was a completely metal gun which if you fire 15 shots and then reload it, your gun would be very hot because oh, it is yeah. explosion. It's just explosions in there. It propels the, the bullet forward by yeah. an explosion. So that hmm. creates a lot of friction and a lot of heat. Huh. Um, Winchester rifle had a wood stock, which would be difficult, way harder to um, conduct heat. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of positive it was a lot better than a Henry rifle the progression in firepower accuracy and recoil was groundbreaking it was the gun had practically no recoil so it didn't do a big jerk motion once you fired it was very stable it was very accurate and it was very powerful so the gun the Winchester itself got the nickname the gun that won the West because a lot of frontiersmen a lot of soldiers a lot of cowboys they used that rifle Damn. with great success on the open frontier it's if you think about a cowboy with a rifle that's, that's a Winchester, the Winchester rifle. Yeah, I'll show you a picture in a bit so the gun could be used as a defense but was also a quite capable hunting rifle it was capable of taking down a buffalo and buffaloes were hunted well to extinction the american buffalo is extinct because oh. of the wild west oh i didn't know yeah there used to be huge herds thousands really? of buffaloes in the american prairie really yeah they're all gone well there are still some american buffaloes left so the species isn't extinct but oh, they're okay. in uh, reser reservations yeah, okay. and they're in zoos so they're and not they're, they're, uh, I don't think they're any more wild American buffaloes wow sad huge they animals sad. they are a lot of meat could sustain a lot of families yes, who lived on the of frontier of course yeah uh, of course back then like if you had to kill an animal to survive the, to eat it, I mean it, it's part of nature yeah now it's not really <laughs> Now it's different, but at that time... <laughs> but to, ex uh, to, to um, kill the entire species, though, is, is, is a lot. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna guess that a lot of people back then also did it for sports, and not just for sports. Yeah, I think I heard about, uh, about them being hunted for sport as well, and they, they made a pyramid with buffalo skulls, <gasps> no. and I think the pyramid was 10 meters high. Oh. Just a stack of buffalo skulls. No, like, I mean, ugh, no, yeah. why? Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. 
It's sad. Let's not talk yeah. about it any further. <laughs> That's for a difference. Back to the guns. <laughs> so, the rifles were made in New Haven, Connecticut by the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. Mm-hmm. And the company was created uh, by Oliver Winchester. He had three children with his wife, Jane Ellen Hope. So Jane Ellen Hope? Jane Ellen Hope. Oh, it's a really pretty name. It's a very pretty name. They all have pretty names. Huh. They're high society. Yeah, okay, I guess. So. <laughs> Anne Rebecca Winchester, William Wirt Winchester, and Hannah Jane Winchester. Those were the three children. When Oliver passed away in 1880, ownership of his company passed to his son, William. However, William died one year later from tuberculosis. So he left a big inheritance to his wife, Sarah. Sarah Winchester. Her inheritance included $20 million, which would be about $550 million today. That's a lot. As well as 50% holding in the company, which amounts to $1,000 each day in revenue. That's about $27,000 in today's money. Per day. Every day in royalties. Wow. That is really a lot. She instantly became one of the wealthiest women in the world at that time. It's like Jeff Bezos, his wife, divorcing him. She's the... Who? Jeff Bezos. The owner of Amazon. Oh yeah, he I did hear about 190 that. $190 billion, I believe. Yeah. And he, his wife divorced and got $90 billion. So that made her the most, the richest Jesus. woman in the world. Oh my God. Yeah. That's insane. That's she, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Wow. Okay. So, Sarah Winchester. Sarah Winchester was born Sarah Lockwood Pardee ah. in the summer of 1839. There is no exact... No birth date. I couldn't find one either. It's so bizarre. I found a lot of sites who couldn't give, no. who also stated that they couldn't give an exact no. birth date. A lot of sites even say um, 1840. 1840, yeah. yeah. There's a bit of a speculation. Yeah. I've seen 1838 as well. Oh. oh yeah. Well, Shifts a bit mm-hmm. from one year to another. But most say 39. Maybe. Yeah. She's born in New Haven, Connecticut, mm-hmm. so where the arms company's from. She was the fifth of seven children born to Leonard Pardee and Sarah Burns. So the Pardee were a respectable upper middle class family. Leonard, he was a successful carriage manufacturer. So he made a fortune during the Civil War supplying ambulances to the Union Army. So he laid, he made ambulances for the army. Oh. Yeah. So in the New Haven society, Sarah would be dubbed the Belle of New Haven. This was because she was considered very beautiful. She was fluent in Latin, French, Spanish, and Italian, and she had a talent for music. Mm-hmm. So she's yeah. a beautiful, intelligent girl. A woman. Well, girl. At that time, it was, I believe, she was fluent before she was 16. Okay, then she's indeed a girl. <laughs> she was a very talented woman. Yeah, she does uh, sound very talented indeed. And beautiful on top of that, and rich on top of that, I mean, wow. You know the University of Yale? Yes, I have heard of it. It's uh, from movies. <laughs> from movies, yeah. Maybe. It's like yeah. Harvard. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's Harvard or Yale. If yeah, you Harvard want to, or yeah. Yale. So, <laughs> Yale is based in New Haven, Connecticut. Okay. So, if you go to Yale University, you go to New Haven. Mm-hmm. At an early age, Sarah attended Yale's only female scholastic un- institute, mm-hmm. the Young Ladies Collegiate Institute. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I understand why she was called the Belle of New Haven. She was coincidentally classmates with Anne Rebecca Winchester. That's something I found out. She would cons- yeah, yeah. So that's William's sister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The man yeah. she's gonna yeah. marry in at that time a few years later. Oh. Yeah. I didn't find out if it played a part in their marriage or in their uh, engagement. I guess. I mean, probably it played a role. Mm-hmm. I don't think might might not be a big role, but. Probably the fact that her parents were upper middle class and were known in New Haven society would would have probably made more sense, but it couldn't have hurt there. In in that time in America, were women still... um, Not allowed to vote? (laughs) No, that's not what I was going to say. But it is the truth. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Were the women in that time, like, still... Was it still um, an arranged marriage? I believe at that time they were capable of choosing if if someone decides I want to marry that man, that woman. And if the parents were like, okay, he's respectful yeah, or something. Yeah, but I believe that at that time it mostly was the father who decided yeah. what his, uh, his child would have married with who. No. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering. That's a good question. Actually, it's a very <laughs> oh. good question. <laughs> Um, Sarah and William married on September 30th, 1862, and they had one child, Annie Party Winchester. Mm-hmm. She was born on uh, July 12th, the 12th of July, 1866. Mm-hmm. But sadly, Annie passed away 40 days later due to an infantile disease known as Marasmus. You have heard of Marasmus? During the research. During yes. the research. So Marasmus, for anyone not know, if anyone doesn't know what Marasmus is, um, Marasmus is a yeah, an infantile disease. A child who has Marasmus isn't capable of retaining any food, I believe. Yeah, it it's, it doesn't um, get its energy out of the food. Yeah, it's where the child isn't uh, able to take in uh, calories yeah. and proteins. Yeah, it's a severe malnutrition of the body so the body weight is reduced to less than 62 percent of the normal body weight at that age so children really starve to death yeah basically and i don't think back then was there something to do about it probably not well i've seen some ways to deal with it but it's mostly trying to feed them and if they aren't Right, if, if they are retaining any calories and yeah. if they keep on having that malnutrition problem, they die. Yeah. It is very sad, but it is. they die. 1866 was obviously a sad year for Sarah and William, and they actually vowed to not have any children anymore. Mm-hmm. So they lived together happily until 1880, which was the year that Oliver 
passed away, left the company to William. William was groomed to be his successor, so that's the reason why it passed to him and not to his sisters. Mm-hmm. But William wasn't the owner of the company for very long, because a year later, in 1881, he passed away after a long battle from tuberculosis. So that year, she lost her mother. Apparently her mother died as well. Her father-in-law and her husband. After these tragic events, Sarah contacted a medium so she would be able to contact her dead husband and her daughter. Instead, and I think that's very difficult for me because I think it's so disgusting. My blood boils Mm -hmm. when I found this out. The medium told her that she was cursed and haunted by the ghosts of the people who died from the Winchester Rifles. So that medium told her if she didn't want to lose her own life, she would have to build a house for herself and the ghost, and she could never stop building. Once she finished building that house, she would die. Yes, exactly. We're thinking the same thing. Yeah, we're thinking the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it it reminds me of those televangelists that you see on, on television. I mean, we don't see them because we're not lunatics but in some parts of America you see these people on TV preaching yeah and going around oh I can cure your cancer just oh, donate yeah, that, yeah. believe in the Lord yeah that type so of stuff. Yeah. it really gets America so I get so mad I, I get it because I wonder like of course is it true like that the medium really said it like that we don't know for it's so I think this is not, I didn't read this, this is my personal, not, not opinion, thoughts, yeah? yeah? The medium was probably, quote unquote, in contact with the ghosts, maybe possessed, and it was the ghosts who said that, you know, like, we were killed by the rifle, you need to build the house, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, that is, of course, if you believe that ghosts communicate like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. As mentioned in previous episodes, I do believe in ghosts. Um, I do not believe that a ghost can really possess a living human body like that to give such a big message. I'm skeptical about that. So in my beliefs, it is indeed the medium who said, like, instead of just reassuring her to live a comfortable life, Yeah. He was like, nah, you gonna build. You're first. Yeah. Like, Sa- Sarah was Sarah was a woman who was very traumatized yes. by the events of let's even say the last twenty years, losing your daughter, mm-hmm. losing your father in law, and losing your husband and your mother. Th- that grief That's a lot. That made her That's a lot. That left her mark on her. We can we know that by the actions that she takes with building the house. She was not mentally stable. No. We can be 100% certain with that. She was not mentally stable. That medium preyed on her. That medium might have done that with good intentions. And by saying those, I mean, it sounds really bad, but those people 
I mean, the people who go on TV and cure people with cancer, the people who go on TV and say, I can talk to someone you who has passed recently, I hear an M, does someone know someone no. who died with an M in their name, Ma 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 Marie, Marie? Yeah. So, oh, my, my mom's name Marie and she passed last year. Those people, I get what you mean. They, they just tell their victims, because there are victims, and mm -hmm. the, it might have been, not have been a serious crime, but there is a victim in this yeah. situation. They tell their victims what they want to hear, and in a twisted way, that specific medium probably thought that she wanted to hear that, and Maybe. I think that's yeah. so fucked up. Indeed. Um, I feel like she was so smart, she probably could have done so much more. I don't feel like... I mean, maybe maybe it was her dream to build a big mansion. She was maybe she was like, I'm, I'm rich now. What do yeah, I do? Yeah, she had the money for I'm it. I'm gonna build a huge mansion. Yeah. It doesn't make sense and be co-creative. I mean, if that's the case, good for her. Yeah. But if she actually felt like she was forced to build the house, that's well, that is not what she wanted to do with her that's life. Not okay. Then, then it's not okay. It's not okay. So about building the house, the mystery house. In 1886, um, Sarah Winchester bought an unfinished eight-room farmhouse in San Jose, California. So after the death of her husband, she moved all across the United States to get to California. Yeah. So the house was surrounded by 40 acres of land. However, some sources say 160 acres of land and I couldn't find which one was true, so I thought I'd mention both. I'd mention both. Um, so yeah, that was perfect for Sarah to start building her mansion. She hired carpenters and other workers who started working on the house day in, day out. Um, but she did not hire an architect. Or apparently she did, but they got in um, disagreements. Um, but either way, she came up with every design herself. And of course, with the help of the ghost. But more info on that later. This led to a seven-story high building which has windows that look out to rooms instead of outside, rooms within rooms, a ton of fireplaces, yeah. stairways, and even six kitchens and much more, of course. Yeah. The house is almost completely made out of many different types of wood, but apparently Sarah disliked the look of wood and yeah. ordered for most of the walls to be covered in a faux grain or many layers of paint. Sarah's also a big fan of then modern technology and you can see that in the house as well. Yeah, she had the electricity installed. Yeah, she had a yeah. lot of um, different things and, and even things she invented. Yeah, she had, yeah. There was like, okay, so I saw this. I don't know if this was a thing back then or that she really invented it or made it a thing, I don't know. But there was like a shower and the water came from both sides of the wall. So it, it was like there were pipes all around the shower. Yeah. Stall. Stall. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the water apparently came from all sides, but didn't, uh, didn't wet the head. Wow. Because of course, back then, 
and even now actually, a lot of women disliked washing their hair often because they did crazy hairstyles. Yeah, you know, it took and a even, long time. Yeah, it took a long time. So uh, back then, um, women didn't wash their hair sometimes for a week, 10 days, sometimes two weeks even. Yeah. And now a lot of women still like don't wash their hair for a long time, yeah. especially. I did that as well. For curly hair women. As young boy, as a teenager, I did mm -hmm. that as well. But I was just too lazy to oh, wash my hair. That's a different it's thing. very disgusting of me to say that. But I mean, it's actually, it could be a good thing. I, I only wash my hair once a week. Or sometimes twice, it really depends. But mostly once a week. I wash my hair every day. I don't. I, my hair would fall out. It would be disgusting. It would, I would rather, I would have to shave my head and it would look prettier than me washing it every day, basically. I'm losing my hair. I'm that's 26 and I'm... That's because you're washing it every day. I should really look into that. Yes, you should. I That's honestly yeah. one of the reasons. Yeah. Let's uh, <laughs> not talk about my uh, If you're very interested early in hair. <laughs> male pattern baldness, let's not. Maybe we can do an episode about hair. hair. But like, not like fashion hair, but haunted hair. Like haunted hair. hair. Like for in, in in Japan, a lot of the ghosts have long hair. Like, what does that mean? Maybe we can look oh, into that. We'll, we'll look into it. Yeah, okay. we'll look into it. Hair <laughs> monsters and hair demons. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, she there was this shower that apparently was very unique, um, and it's still unique because you don't you still don't see that today, which is. Like, to me, it's like, th that's such a cool shower. I want that in my house. <laughs> it's so mind-blowing and so, like, it makes so much sense to me. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I love it. Just water from everywhere, like, yeah. It's a, it's a weird concept, but yeah. if it works, it works. Exactly. So, yeah, she, um, she was into technology. Then in 1906, an earthquake struck the coast of Northern California and when, with many other destructions and sadly even many deaths, um, part of the Winchester house was also destroyed. The house was left with four stories, which is how we know the Winchester house today. This was proof for Sarah that she could never stop building. I think that was something that the both of us might have misunderstood oh. about the house being seven floors or four floors high is that it's probably not what we think about seven floors but probably six floors how we look at floors is we start at zero ground floor and they'll go to one two three ah, etc in America, in America they start ground floor is one Ah, so really? what they see as four floors, in our opinion, would be three floors, because they have one, two, three, ah, four. Ah, yeah, we yeah, have of course. Ground floor. Oh. One, two, three. Okay, but I actually was thinking in the American way then. Ah, you were thinking? Uh, yeah. I wasn't. I was thinking in the American way. I wasn't. Oh. You're, I was. you're obviously way smarter than I. No, that, I'm not smarter, but. Yeah, just let's just say you're smarter. Than <laughs> no, I'm definitely not. But, no, that's what I was imagining. On the 5th of September 1922, um, Sarah Winchester passed away from congestive heart failure. She was 82 or 83 years old, depending yeah, on what source. We're not exactly sure about her date of birth. Exactly. The moment news spread about her death, um, construction of the house stopped. 
It is said that workers just dropped their tools, stopped working, and went home. Yeah, <laughs> that's normal, I think. Well, normal, yes and no. I, I don't know. I feel like it almost feels like a statement. No? Would, like, I, mean, I, I feel I like... I think that's really weird because she doesn't have any children. She doesn't... I mean, yeah, but I mean, still, like... There's no... They would get paid, right? I mean, if it were in uh, today's environment... Were. Yeah, they were probably paid already. Mm, so maybe. I don't really see the point of them continuing. Ah, uh, yes, of course, maybe. And I know that her after her death, um, I believe her estate went on to her niece. Uh, yes, I did read something about it, but I didn't went into yeah. too much so detail. So I think her, <clears throat> her wealth and her house went to her niece. And, and um, she soon after... Yeah, soon after she passed. Yeah. So if those construction workers would have just kept on working... I mean, you're not really sure if Denise will then say, yeah, good good job, guys, let's keep building. Or Probably I not. didn't give no instructions for you to continue, so I'm not going to pay you for the amount of time you... Ah, uh, yes, but maybe. I mean, it's, it's I a I didn't think of it situation. that way. Okay, but I get it more now. Okay. Yeah. So the now already famous mansion was sold and soon after uh, reopened as a tourist attraction. In 1974, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places and it became a historical landmark. It is a very beautiful house. It is. I saw All the pictures a lot of, of pictures. It's wow. such a beautiful house. And on the website, you can even um, take a look inside, like a sort yeah. of... Um, this, the website of the, of the Winchester, Winchester house. house. Yes, itself. exactly. Uh, like it's, it's sort of a visual tour. Is that how you call it? Yeah, virtual yeah. tour probably. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's actually very cool. Actually. Yeah, not not the entire house, of course, but the main area. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that was so cool. So when we go to California on our trip to America, yeah, <laughs> we should definitely go to the Winchester house. If that were to ever happen, um, yes, obviously. Yeah, and they obviously. do they do tours. They do tours at yes. day for seeing the house, and they also do tours at night. Uh, I think so. Well, a lot of YouTubers go at night and yeah. it's always with a guide, tour guide, and if they request it, the tour guide can leave as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it's perfectly possible. Probably a lot more expensive though if you want to go at night yeah, alone. But it's possible. Would yeah. you be interested in doing <coughs> a, like a tour of an old prison, perhaps? Of course, at I'm night? open for any tours. In the dark? Day, night, I don't give a um. <laughs> I mean, well, I to curse. I know, but I try to not, not to. It's not a fucking you. problem. Okay, then fucking <laughs> mate. <laughs> I try to reduce my amount of cursing because I work at a kid store and I curse too much, I feel like. Who gives a shit about those <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, but anyway. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, no, I'm always open for tours, even in the night, um, as long as I have a flashlight. Because I am scared of the dark. <laughs> Man, I want to be scared so bad. You want to be wanna scared? Be, yeah, I want to be scared so bad. I want to these tours. Mm, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, always. you don't go touring a haunted building or haunted prison and not want to see something. Yeah, of course. Right? That's the that whole would point be disappointing. Yeah, that would be very disappointing. Okay. But anyway. 
to sum up a few details of the house. The house in total has, is 24,000 square feet. It has 10,000 windows. That's a lot. 2,000 doors. That's also a lot. 160 rooms. Is it 160 rooms or is it 600 rooms? Well, I apparently there were 600 rooms even though this is not confirmed, this is just a speculation. A rough estimation. Um, but after the earthquake um, and a lot of remodeling of the house, it yeah. turned out to be 160 rooms. Yeah, but there was never proof that there yeah. were actually 600 rooms. Yeah. It was something that was said. Okay. So, but 160 rooms is still a lot. And actually 161, but I will... Okay. That's for later. Okay. <clears throat> 52 skylights. 47 stairways, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, 6 kitchens, 3 elevators, and it was built at a price tag of $5 million, which would be $71 million today. That's, that's a lot of money, that's but a lot. there are houses that cost that much money. I, I yeah. think there, there are not many. The big Hollywood houses and like the big expensive but 71 is like really a lot. Yeah, but if you buy a building in New York... Yeah, of course, yeah, if you buy the entire yeah. building, yeah, well, that's true. Obviously. <laughs> Sarah also seemed to be a fan of the number 13. And you can see this coming back in the house. Um, besides the 13 bathrooms, there are yeah. also 13 bedrooms. Several stairs have 13 steps. Some ceilings have 13 tiles. And one of her precious Tiffany glass pieces was made by 13 different precious stones. So the numbers come back. Yes, exactly. According to Mary Jo Ignofo, who wrote the first full-length biography of Sarah Winchester, called Captive of the Labyrinth, Sarah L. Winchester, heiress to the rival fortune, there were periods where construction on the house did stop, so they weren't building around the clock for 38 years. Oh, yeah. This was confirmed by letters that Sarah wrote. Ah, uh, okay. I was under the impression that construction never stopped. Exactly. Uh, that is what most sources and say, but yeah. actually found this so... Yeah. And it was confirmed by letters that Sarah wrote, so I guess it counts as proof. Yeah. Ignofo also wrote that after the earthquake of 1906, instead of rebuilding, Sarah decided to block off some, pa some passageways, resulting in doors and stairways that went nowhere. Okay. But that's for the ghosts. It was supposed to be for the ghosts. The blocked off passageways to confuse them and everything yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Ex exactly but a lot of them are also because she was ju like just like I'm, I'm not rebuilding it like. okay <laughs> you don't want to spend any more money because in 1906 she was already like 70 something somewhere in yeah, her 60, 70s i guess 60 years, 70 yeah. Yeah. i mean she probably wants something you know yeah the house is said to be haunted obviously Sarah Winchester believed this herself, as said before, it is said she believed the ghosts of the people who fell victim by a Winchester rifle were haunting her. Yeah. Sarah herself used to communicate with spirits in the house in the so-called seance room. The ghosts gave her instructions on how to design the house. This was daily, right? Um, I guess it was at 2 a.m. in the evening. Is what I read. 2 a.m. in the evening. In the morning, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at night. It's, yeah. It doesn't sound logical if I say yeah, in the morning, in, but yeah, I yeah. mean in the night. <laughs> um, but I don't know if it was every day. 
I'm okay. not entirely sure. Yeah, it would be a lot if it was every day. I mean, yeah, indeed. Um, but at the same time, the ghosts gave her instructions on how to design the house. But at the same time, it is also said that she built the house in the way to confuse and distract yeah. the ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. It is also said, I guess by visitors later on, that the spirit of a former caretaker named Clyde is roaming the halls. With that, many more hauntings have been reported by people who visited the house. Of course, I watched a few YouTube videos and I wanted to share this particular scene from BuzzFeed Unsolved Network's video. And I'm going to show a part to you yeah. and um, the people can listen to it. Yeah, I guess you want me to listen to this audio? Yes, yes exactly. And tell you what I hear. Exactly. Okay, the audio is like, it's only three seconds. Oh, you don't need to do that. It's oh. really obvious. What did you just hear? A woman in heels. Walking in the basement, right? Yeah. You saw the basement. Yeah. The two men from BuzzFeed Unsolved Network were the only people in the house at that time. Yeah, there shouldn't have been anyone wearing They were heels. not even in the basement. They set up a camera there and they were in the attic at no the time way. of the recording. Yes. Okay, that is crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, right? That is... If that is real, which I think it is... Well, it does sound like a woman a woman wearing, wearing heels. heels walking around. So if that's real, but then that's, then that's... I always try to be logical about those things again. So I sort of noticed it was a very short audio fragment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a five minute clip that we saw. It was three seconds, I believe. Yeah. The sound really sounded very localized. It didn't sound like someone walking from one room, room, one room to the next one. No. It no. sounded like someone standing still and clacking those heels. Could it have just been a pipe or something that just made like a boiler that's repeatedly ah. doing the same noise for a few seconds and then stops it really sounds like footsteps it though. does however really sound and like footsteps. heels make a very specific yeah, sound that's also true it really so, sounded like heels so yeah i'm I just trying I, to give it I know, a logical explanation i know i know but i thought that was pretty crazy it because pretty crazy. of all the other things i saw and I, i'm not gonna say i watched every youtube video out there from the winchester house but from the other things i saw it were like the typical knocks and you know i mean it's it's a gigantic wooden house of course there's gonna be knocks like obviously duh. <laughs> that's just um, how wood reacts to settlements <laughs> exactly and then of course the spirit box but even with that as far as i saw i mean i've seen a lot of videos with spirit boxes and a lot of the times you get logical answers for example the time that we got john and alexis as yeah. an answer the answer that I saw in these videos, they weren't very logical. I was like, nah, this is this You're is just hearing things. Yeah. So is the room is the room is the house haunted? I mean, I guess it probably kind of is in a way. I mean, if any house is haunted, that one probably would be. Yeah, but I have yet to find. I have. I want to discover the proof myself. I Let's want to go there discover one it day. once we decide to ask multi-million dollar. Yes. franchise owning 
exactly. famous podcasters when we to get to that point to go yeah. there and look exactly. for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sarah apparently believed that the earthquake in 1906 was caused by the ghosts that lived in her house. Um, during the earthquake, she found shelter in one of the many rooms, but after the earthquake was over, she became superstitious about the room and decided to have it permanently closed with okay. like wooden bar, yeah. hammers, hammer, uh, nails. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. Close it off. Close yes. it off. This room wasn't discovered again until actually only a few years ago, in 2016, when workers were doing restorations of the house. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy, right? That's actually... That's only five years that ago. That makes me think, There's could there be more rooms? Probably. That's let's it. go. Once we go, let's just start knocking on the walls. Yes. <laughs> just start. Imagine us finding another room. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so crazy. Uh, ex- indeed. Um, in this room itself, there was a mannequin, some sewing machines, art pieces, an organ. Like, not a body yeah, organ, I know, but... Yeah, the instrument. Yeah. <laughs> Because weren't wasn't I the one who was yeah, yeah. <laughs> confused about that last you were. time? <laughs> a uh, Victorian sofa, a weird doll, and some other objects. The items are now on display for visitors to watch. <laughs> and this wasn't the first time a secret room was discovered. Back in na- 1975, another room was opened for the first time since Sarah's death. And in that room, um, there were a few chairs and a speaker from around the 1900s. I think that's so cool. That's, that's a time capsule. That is, that is. It's a room that hasn't been visited in a hundred years. I know. More than a hundred years. Crazy, right? It's absolutely crazy. I would love to just find a room. It's just a time capsule. Time's, mm-hmm. time's a, time is at a standstill there. Yeah, wow. it is. It is. That's, it's, that would be so exciting. It, it would be. It definitely would be. Yeah. I, I kind of hope that, like, I just recently bought a house. And I don't know, we still have to move there, but I hope that we find something, something that's hidden that we didn't see yet. No, yeah. Not necessarily a secret room, but like a secret something. I love secrets. <laughs> we should do an episode of yeah. secrets. It's... In 2018, a movie was made about the house. Yeah. The movie was named Winchester and was really badly received by yeah, the public. Yeah, I've seen that as well. You saw the you watched the movie. I haven't okay. seen the movie, but I've seen that it was badly received. I watched the movie. You, you did watch the movie. I watched the movie because I love horror movies, as you in did, psychological you, thrillers. You didn't watch it with me. No, not slasher movies. I don't like slasher movies. I like psych- psychological thrillers, so I decided to give this movie a try, even with the bad reviews. You're not sad that you didn't watch it. Believe me. So, a little spoiler alert here. I'm not gonna give too much spoilers, but if you want to watch the movie, skip like a minute ahead, um, just to not get spoiled. I have to say, um, I thought it was interesting that uh, it starts at the perspective of the doctor slash psychologist that was supposed to analyze Sarah to see if she was still fit to run the company, yeah. or like half of it. And also started with a few jump scares, which initially scared me, as in literally jump scared me. But it didn't yeah. scare me, as in I was afraid to watch it. Yeah, it was just like cheap horror tricks. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, like okay, oh, yeah, then expect that. But you for a bit. Yeah. that was it, like okay. Um, and I didn't finish watching it because I thought it was really boring. Okay. I was very disappointed 
in the way they made the movie. To me, it seems they wanted to focus on the scary ghosts part of the story and not so much on Sarah yeah. herself. Yeah. Which is sad because her story to me is very fascinating and I feel like they could have done so much more. I thought it would be interesting to start a movie. Like imagine this if someone like wants to remake the movie, like I got ideas. Here's your I got ideas. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, imagine a movie that starts with Sarah, you know, she has her husband, her child, all's good, and then tragedy falls upon yeah. her. Like it did in real life. Um, then she came in contact with the medium and she starts building the house. And that's where the creepy things start. I love I love horror movies where everything is happy at first and everything like, oh, we're a perfect family. A perfect happy family. And then all of a sudden there's like, huh. Something happens. Something's wrong. Something happened. Something's wrong. Something's not right. I like that. Like the the the, the how do you say that? The contrast between happiness and then the yeah, scary things. Yeah. The, the small build-up to the scary part, that's what I love. And in yeah. this movie, it was just like, la 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 la, it's creepy. Jump like, there's a creepy woman that you need to analyze. Bam, jump scare. Okay, doctor is actually on drugs and having problems. Like, is this movie about the house and Sarah or is it about the doctor? Yeah, like, no offense okay. to the doctor, I guess, but... Yeah, nah. so... How... Two out of five stars? One out of five stars? Uh, two out of ten stars. Okay. Which is one out of five what stars. Is one out but of five stars? Okay, <laughs> one out of ten stars then. Okay, one out of ten. Okay, yeah. no, I'm gonna give three stars because I don't want to be disrespectful to the actors who did a good job. Helen Mirren, I presume? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, she, was, she was a very talented actress. They all did a, a great job, um, but the script was not It was just that the story wasn't exactly. there. Um, so yeah, they all just wanted to scare people and didn't do um, the real and tragic part of the story yeah. justice, I feel like. We already have enough bad horror movies and they could have done so much better with this one. Yeah. But don't let this hold you back from watching it. I would love to hear other people's opinions. Who knows? I might still watch the end of the movie after all. <laughs> I, have a, I have a movie we could watch. Oh. Maybe this week or next week, some. I know a movie you want to go to the Conjuring 3 in the movie theater, right? No. Oh. I don't want to do that cheap Okay, horror. because I'm already... Excuse me? I'm a big fan of the Conjuring. Me? Okay. And I'm already going to watch it. I was going to invite you with us, but now you can't come. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, sure. If you want me to come, I'll come with the... But it's actually another movie I wanted to, oh. to talk to you about. There's actually a recommendation from someone okay. on Instagram. On our? On our Instagram. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't even see that. Yeah, I sort of hid it from you. Oh. Yeah, I did. Oh. Let's look at a movie called Mr. Vampire. Mr. Vampire. Yeah. It's a movie from 1985. And it's okay. an old Chinese Kung Fu movie. Mm-hmm. And it's about the Jiangxi. Oh. And about the Thai, the Taoist. It's all it's all about the Jiangxi. Yeah. So I think. Uh, okay. Yeah. It would be a fun thing for us to just have a a silly movie night. It would be okay. Nice. <laughs> That's uh, on our list then. Follow. Oh and. Oh. 
it's a recommendation. Itatai on Instagram gave us that recommendation. Yeah, so, uh, so thank you for that. If you have another movie you would like us to see, Itatai, just uh, hit us up. You have our Instagram. <laughs> exactly. And to the others who would like to maybe give a recommendation for a movie or another subject or something, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. They come before dawn. You can send us an email. They come before dawn pod at gmail.com. And you can find us on our brand new website. It's still a work in progress, be warned, but it's there. Yeah. Um, and the you website. Did, you did a great job from the website, I believe. Thank you. Thank you. I used, I mean, I used a template, but. It's a, you did a great job. I did, yeah. <laughs> What's the address? The website is. <clears throat> They come before dawn. dot dot com slash podcast. <laughs> we'll put it also in the link in our links. We have a exactly. link tree. We'll put it there. Exactly. So yeah, that was it for um, the Winchester House. Yeah. That was such an interesting story. It was. I. Yeah, I. I it was so fascinating. I. I have no more words than what I have already said. Um, it was fascinating. Sarah Winchester was smart, I, fascinating, and I, I feel like she was a genius. You can say she was crazy. I think she was genius. What I like about this being the fourth episode and the things that we looked into at the moment is that you always gravitate towards the supernatural part of it. Mm -hmm. You always gravitate towards the stories and the like in this situations the hauntings and the house itself and i always try to sort of look at it more in a historical way look yeah. at it more in a different cultural way and we're getting like a pattern yeah <laughs> we're getting a, we're getting a pattern and that's i think that's very fun i yeah. hope that our listeners think that as well i hope you do so let us know what you guys think about it and we're very interested in knowing your opinions about it exactly so I think that's it for uh, tonight's episode. Yeah, I think it's a good point to end it. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening and... Um, Have a good night. Bye. Till the next one. Next time on They Come Before Dawn. December 1st, 1948. In Adelaide, South Australia, a body is found sitting on the beach. In his possession, or found a mix of random items, but also a little note with a mysterious message on it. In our next episode, we will be talking about one of Australia's biggest mysteries, the mystery of the Somerton Man.